Welcome to the Thrive Alcohol Recovery Podcast, where we share tips, information, and success stories about a revolutionary treatment for alcohol use disorder called the Sinclair Method, or TSM. TSM can help most people reduce rather than abstain from alcohol by addressing the root cause of problem drinking, which is inside the brain. I'm your host, Katie Lane, Sinclair Method success story and co-founder of Thrive Alcohol Recovery, where we help you find freedom from problem drinking using this approach so that you can live your best life. Let's dive into today's episode. So just having some thoughts as I'm driving about how naltrexone works to heal us from alcohol addiction. And what I'm realizing and recognizing, and this is something that maybe is obvious, but I just am thinking about it in a different way, is that the medicine is really working to heal the alcohol addiction inside of the brain so that we're not automatically thinking about and turning to alcohol, you know, the longer we're on this method. We kind of gain our um, ability back to really, you know, think about, do I want this drink? You know, I don't really have that mental craving and mental preoccupation anymore. And so it works amazingly well at the uh, reducing the desire in the brain. However, it does not reduce the desire in our heart and our soul and really our being. And what inspired this is um, one of my clients recently was um, they're seeing some changes on the method, but they're still really turning to alcohol as a coping tool when work gets stressful or life gets stressful. And so they'll have periods where they're doing really well and they're feeling like the medication is working, but then when something stressful happens, uh, they'll kind of fall back into old patterns. They're still compliant, but they'll fall back onto old patterns. And so, you know, I'm just kind of thinking about this because it's like, the medicine is working in the brain, you know, again, to remove that thought and craving and desire for alcohol up here. But like with my client, as soon as things get tough, like in here in the heart and soul, they're turning to um, alcohol because they desire it and it's in their heart's desire still, even though they don't really want it in their mind. It's what emotionally they think to turn to, to kind of quell whatever's going on in here. And that's really, you know, the opportunity on the Sinclair Method is to really work on developing new coping tools and new responses to these emotions that come up stress, anxiety, sadness, depression, even happiness and celebration. You know, it's just, we've gotten in the habit of not only thinking about alcohol and craving alcohol, but also turning to it when we're in a certain emotional state. And so, you know, the medicine is going to work amazingly well to quell the urge in the mind. But if, if we're emotionally still really desiring alcohol in our heart and in our soul for whatever reason, we're going to be having this battle within ourselves because we're going to not really have that urge to drink mentally. But then for some reason, you know, we're still going to be turning to alcohol because we haven't quite changed our beliefs and our heart's desires around it. And in our program, we actually have a course about this where we talk about changing our beliefs around alcohol and changing our identity around alcohol. And I think that this is so important because if we have beliefs that, oh, I need alcohol to cope with this or I need alcohol to have fun, it's gonna really drive our behavior despite the medication working in the brain to quiet the craving. If we're still believing that alcohol is what we need when we have a tough day or alcohol is what we need to have fun socially or 
whatever the reason is, if we're still, you know, believing that deep down in our heart, then that's going to be driving our, our beliefs that then drive our thoughts within drive our actions. And so, you know, the medicine works, like I've said, you know, works amazingly in the brain to kind of remove that desire, but what's going on in here? What are our heart's desires around alcohol? Do we really want to uh, drink less in, in our heart and soul? Is that something we really want? Because we're so excited about the future we want for ourselves and we're so eager to get this problem behind us. Is it, is it a burning desire within us that we want this no matter what? Or are we kind of like one foot in, one foot out where yes, we want to change our drinking habits, but we also don't want to let go of alcohol as we've known it. And not to say that that's a bad place to be. I think sometimes people need to be in that place for a while on the Sinclair method, you know, kind of hitting that plateau and maybe feeling frustrated um, till they can come to that conclusion themselves because it's really not something that anybody, a coach or a doctor or a parent or a sibling or a loved one, it's nothing nobody else, nobody else can do this for you. It's not something anyone else can do. It's really a realization and a decision you have to come to from within. And I think that, you know, like with any change in life, you always hear people say you really have to want it you really have to want it and that's true with changing our relationship with alcohol and I think you know sometimes people get on the Sinclair method and they do want it but you know on a scale of one to ten maybe they're at a six or a seven whereas you know we really need to be at a ten in order to really jump into this treatment and this protocol with both feet and really be willing to you know change the desires of our hearts so that we no longer you know want to turn to alcohol when things get tough and use it as that numbing agent and coping tool or even turn to it like i said when things are really good you know it's just this this really easy go-to and the medicine is going to work amazingly well to get rid of the craving in our mind um but then it comes down to you know our identity around alcohol our beliefs around alcohol and our beliefs about what alcohol means in our life our beliefs around what alcohol is doing for us um, what life looks like without alcohol or with less of it. You know, I've heard people say that they're afraid of the unknown or they're afraid of success or they're afraid of failure. Um, I was definitely afraid of those, all of those things on the Sinclair method because, um, you know, being successful on the method meant I was going to have to show up more in life. I couldn't use a hangover, um, as an excuse anymore. Um, and what if I failed at it? What if I wasn't good as someone who didn't have alcohol use disorder? That was kind of always an excuse I could lean on. Um, fear of failure as well. You know, people come to this method wanting it, really, really wanting it to work. And oftentimes it's our last hope. And so if, it, if we fail at it, that's terrifying. And also fear of the unknown. I relate to that so much. I was drinking pretty much seven days a week for a decade. I My hobby and my free time was drinking. That's how I spent the majority of my free time. And so I was like, who am I when I'm not drinking? What do I even like to do? What am I good at? And it's a beautiful, beautiful process of self-discovery that can be done through the Sinclair Method. And I'm so grateful that this method is, method is a gentle way to go about it and that it removes the desire for alcohol in our brain so that we can work on the inner parts that we need to heal and uh, you know the things we need to bring to light and the things we need to really learn and discover about ourselves um, as we heal from alcohol addiction and you know as we let go of alcohol as we'd known it and create this whole new relationship with it so that we're no longer you know thinking that it's the only thing that we need or, or that it's the best you know thing that we turn to for coping or whatever it might feel like that right now but you know with 
through the Sinclair method, we can gradually discover new ways to cope and discover new ways to overcome difficult situations. And when we really learn to do that, when we learn to sit with our emotions and, and cope in different ways or learn to go to social situations without drinking, you know, that was something that was hard for me because I had a lot of social anxiety. I always used alcohol to cope socially. But as we see ourselves kind of overcome and get through these difficult situations, whatever it is, it, it really like builds this sense of self-reliance and self-resilience where we learn to trust ourselves more and really learn to like who we really are at the core and not feel like we want to escape and numb out as much anymore with alcohol because we're actually starting to you know, like who we're becoming, respecting who we are, um, learning more about ourselves. And it's just a beautiful journey. And there's, there's no buzz in the world that is better than, you know, being comfortable in your own skin and getting to know who you really are and knowing that, you know, you can get through anything in life without feeling like you have to turn to a substance to escape or cope or have fun. There's, there's such a freedom in that. And that's a really common word that people use to describe what they feel like when they reach pharmacological extinction through the Sinclair method is that there's this freedom and it's not just freedom from alcohol addiction certainly it is but it's freedom in so many other areas of our lives where you know again like if we're going through a tough time we don't feel like we need to turn to alcohol to cope if you know we're going through a good time we don't necessarily have to turn to alcohol to celebrate either you know we don't have that ball and chain anymore because we're not mentally preoccupied with it and then through the Sinclair method journey you know over the course of a year or two or even more however long it takes you know I'm, I'm five years into this journey with four years of being alcohol free and I'm still learning stuff about myself but um, over that time we can really shape and change our beliefs and what alcohol has meant to us and what we want it to be. Um, you know, and, and I've said this on other videos, but if we're walking around with, um, you know, these really simple beliefs that seem simple, like, oh, I just, I need wine to cope or I need alcohol when this or that happens, it might feel like an innocent belief and something we kind of dismiss, but that's going to then drive our behavior. Um, so if you're someone who's plateaued on the Sinclair method or you feel like you're not making the progress you want to, check in on, check in with yourself on the beliefs you're carrying around. You know, what do you really believe about alcohol and what it's doing for you? And be super honest with yourself. And that can really shed light on a lot of things. And as you maybe uncover these beliefs that are not really serving the future version of yourself that you want, how can you flip those beliefs around? And by doing that, by just challenging your beliefs, questioning your beliefs, and deciding, consciously choosing to believe something a little bit different, it's gonna be uncomfortable at first, but as you do that, you realize there's a whole world of possibilities and that alcohol is not the only game in town. And in fact, as you see yourself become more and more empowered over it, for me at least, it's like I saw alcohol for what it really was. And I was like, dang, this substance deceived me. It made me think that I needed it. It made me think that it made me feel better when I was sad. It made me think it, you know, made me have fun when I was like out partying with friends. But what I recognized through the Sinclair method is that was all a lie. Like I'm actually way better at coping without alcohol because I can actually heal and move on with things in life and take good care of myself. And I can have more fun socially without drinking because I'm off authentic and I'm not just thinking about the buzz or putting myself at risk because I would drink and drive all of the time and you know this is all stuff that's realized over time through the Sinclair method it's not an instant fix but through this method you can get little glimpses into your future and the possibility of who you you will be when 
uh, alcohol is no longer a problem anymore. And this doesn't mean you're going sober. It just means alcohol is put in its rightful place and you have a repaired relationship with it. Um, but it's so, 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 so worth it. And, you know, all this video started with me just talking about, you know, the medicine and, you know, I think, um, you know, like I said, it's working in the brain to heal the issue of alcohol addiction in the brain where the, those pathways have been hardwired, driving the craving, driving the compulsion, driving the binge drinking where we don't have an off switch. That's what it's working to repair. And it does that amazingly well. But if we're not working on our beliefs, on our heart's desires, on our identity, um, if there's going to be this battle here where, you know, I often hear people say, I don't really want to drink, or I notice that I have an off switch, but I keep drinking anyway, or I want to have an alcohol free day, but I'm just going to take naltrexone and drink anyway. The reason that's happening is because their brain is getting repaired thanks to naltrexone, but the heart, the soul, the heart's desires, their identity, their beliefs, all of these things that are going on in here are not matching up with this. And so that's why it's so incredibly important to do that inner work um, as you're going on this method and just asking yourself these questions, understanding really why you wanna make this change, why you went on the Sinclair method to begin with. You know, What do you look like when you have your ideal relationship with alcohol? Um, for me, learning new coping tools that was the hardest part of this method for me because alcohol was my number one coping tool. And I'm not going to lie. I loved what, like, I love to get wasted when something bad happened, like something bad would happen. I'd be like, sweet. That's an excuse to go buy a bottle of whiskey and just drink until I'm in oblivion. And so it was a process of learning to not do that anymore. And, um, you know, it was really difficult to learn new coping tools and I didn't really want to let go of alcohol for a while because it was such a handy, effective coping tool. And like I said, I liked to get really drunk when bad things happened because it would let me escape. But the future version of myself, like I, I didn't want to be that person that had to rely on whiskey or wine or whatever every time something bad happened. And so it was this process of objectively thinking about what do normal people do to cope? You know, what do normal people do when they're stressed at work? What a you know, what's a, a normal coping tool out there? And I would just like force myself to practice these things, even just for 15 minutes or 30 minutes before I took my naltrexone and drank, just to like try different ways to cope. And this is a, how I gradually broke the habit of leaning on alcohol as a coping tool. I remember one time I felt genuine anger, like so much anger for the first time um, on the Sinclair method. And I would always turn to alcohol whenever I felt anger. I hated the feeling of anger. And I remember I just was like, I'm gonna sit with it. Like, I'm just gonna do it this time. And it was so uncomfortable. It was almost overwhelming. But within about two hours, the feeling passed and I felt like elated. I was like, I got through like feeling angry without turning to alcohol. That is so cool. And every time we have those kinds of experiences where we see ourselves get through those tough times without turning to alcohol, it builds this resilience in us where we're like, okay, we can do that. We've done it before. We can do it again. And it makes it a little bit easier next time. Um, just like when we have alcohol free days on the Sinclair method, oftentimes people are terrified to have their first alcohol free day. And you know, commonly what people report is that it was actually easier than they thought it was going to be. Um, again, it's the fear of the unknown, you know, perhaps in the past because alcohol free days have been quite difficult and uncomfortable. Um, you know, they're not always easy on the Sinclair method, but they get easier the more you do them, especially if you're setting up a system of reward for yourself or doing something really fun on that alcohol free day. So, Oh, this video is a little bit longer than I planned for it to be, but I just wanted to share that because I think, you know, there's, there's just this, um, 
that's an important thing to note that you know the medicine it's working in the brain it works amazingly well to get rid of that craving and urge the thought process you know with regards to wanting to drink and it helps to give us the off switch but if we you know in our hearts desires are still turning to alcohol as that best friend as that coping tool as that numbing agent as that social lubricant this is going to override what's going on up here you know the common example we use is like if your stomach is telling you you're full but you keep binge eating anyway or eating way too much like there's something beyond hunger that's driving you to eat that much right and so the same thing is true with the Sinclair method. If, if your brain is telling you to stop and you don't really want another drink, but you're pouring it anyway, there's something more going on there. And that's gonna be dealing with the heart, the soul, the beliefs, the identity, those issues. So um, I hope this helps you guys. You know, we cover all of this in the Alcohol Freedom Program and in the course we offer. We talk a lot about our identity around alcohol, our beliefs around alcohol and really getting excited about our future and what we look what our life looks like when we have our ideal relationship with alcohol and understanding why it is we went on the Sinclair method in the first place um you know i think that like part of any quote unquote recovery journey like these are really important things we need to do and um just want to call that out because you know sometimes Perhaps we go on a medicine thinking that it's gonna do a lot of the, the work for us and it does do a lot of the heavy lifting, certainly, like when it's fixing, fixing the biological issue of addiction, that's super powerful. But for those who kind of hit a plateau and aren't where they wanna be on the method, like there's a deeper work that needs to be done. And I don't think I would have reached extinction in nine months and gone alcohol free after a year on the method had it not been for that deep inner work I was doing and I was like so dedicated to it because I was just so um so fed up with my alcohol addiction I was just so ready for it for it to be over but it, there was a lot of consistent work and effort and things I had to do you know nearly every day on the method it was not just about kicking back and taking the pill and seeing it do all the work um, I started the method that way and I realized about a month or two in that it was going to be a lot more than that um, but it was so worth it and it was like the most beautiful healing journey I've ever been on in my entire life it was really incredible and like I said if you've been drinking for years or decades and you start to uncover a bit about who you really are and you kind of you know start to develop more self-respect for who you are and admiration for who you really are and you know understanding your likes and dislikes and you see yourself grow and you see yourself get through difficult situations without turning to alcohol like it's just a beautiful journey there's nothing better than that and so it's a little bit uncomfortable and it's not always easy but it's so worth it so that's all from me today guys i hope you have a wonderful rest of your day if you would like to learn more about the program and um, see more sinclair method resources check out the links in the description Bye. thank you for tuning in to the thrive alcohol recovery podcast for additional Sinclair Method resources and support, please check out the information in our show notes. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.